Thank you for joining us on our LWCC podcast. Right now, you're going to hear a message from our senior pastor and founder of Living Word, Pastor Ruben Reyna. Let's jump into our word. like to hear those drums, a lot of energy. You may be seated, church. I'm here, your guest speaker tonight. I was looking at uh, my brother from another mother out there, and uh, what's his name? I forget. Cooper. He's got some red tennies, red shirts. I said, man, you need to come with me so you can stomp on the devil while I'm preaching, you know. Those teddies were washed in the blood, man. Welcome to the house of the Lord. Turn your Bibles over to the book of Luke, chapter 18. I want to deal with a little parable. How many know what a parable is? A parable brings out a simple meaning out of a truth, and that's what it is. And he has a way of convicting us all. So I am here and I am glad that I am here tonight with all the living people in the house of God. Thank God you're not dead, you're alive. I don't see nobody dead in this house. Not even the cucarachas, they're alive too. Amen. And how many have ever had a good fight? And... You are taking on all kinds of weird stuff, hitting your brain, different thoughts, different feelings, even stupid thoughts that didn't make any more, didn't make any sense. And yet you were fighting a battle, not even knowing that you were fighting a battle. Sometimes we think that we, we go through stuff and that nothing is, is, is meaningful, you know, and we, we feel like, hey, it's not even the devil. Let me tell you something. It is always the enemy assaulting your mind and your heart and everything that you are because we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against spiritual wickedness in high places. So we got to take our full armor and put it on and say, I'm going to fight until the end. And it doesn't matter. I win whether you like it or not, devil. I win. Come on. So if you're in a pit today, get up out of that pit and say, devil, I'm coming after you with everything I got. With all the authority that is living inside of me, I'm coming after you. Now listen to this beautiful parable. And I'm going to go verse by verse. Verse. And he spoke a parable unto them at this end, that men ought always to pray and not faint. Here's the exhortation that God gives through this parable, that men, uh, that men ought to pray and not faint. Come on, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you right now for your glory and your power. I pray that you will stir us up. And that you will cause the greatness to come out of us, Father. The inner man, that it will come forth fighting and boxing and kicking and just tearing down every stronghold that the enemy has against us. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. 
So men ought always to pray and not faint. Not faint. So sometimes it gets pretty hard as we are battling and things that seem like they're physical things, yet you think logically that it's just our physical body going through all these changes, but in reality, the enemy is pulling all kinds of strings. And sometimes you just got to get up and talk to yourself and say to your old flesh, say, you're going to get up whether you like it or not, and we're going to win this battle. And you start speaking in the name of Jesus towards this wickedness that's happening in your body. Speak it out and say, no, the Lord told me that I should pray and never faint. I am not going to give up in the middle of the battle. When it gets the worst is when I get the worst on my knees. When it, when it gets tough, I don't run away from it. I hit it head on. Because we need those type of people that are bulldogs in Christ Jesus. Somebody that is wild. Somebody that will do something out of the ordinary. Somebody that will get up and just put their gloves on and say, you know what? I am going to box all the way. Holy Ghost box. And I'm telling you something. When you get down on your knees or you start walking or rolling around, you'll start talking the word of God and you start praying and believing all all of his promises that they're yea and amen to the glory of God. You start telling the devil, you got to get out of the way. I will not be defeated. I will not go down. I might feel something, but I'm coming right up. Because God told me that I should pray and not faint. Come on, somebody. Would you just lift up your hands with me? Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, you called us to pray. You called us not to faint, Father. That, Lord, we are not cowards. We are men. You are women. And, Father, we will fight and we will pray. We will fight and we will pray. And right now, I'm asking you that the Holy Ghost will come upon all of us and that you will stir our hearts in the name of Jesus. And whatever is lingering will go in the mighty name of Jesus. Devil, you have no power right now. You don't have no power over over the atmosphere. It's the Holy Ghost living inside of us that has all the power. In Jesus' name, I thank you now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So here the word faint is used for discouragement, for physical aliens or aches or pains, whatever. And here the Bible says that it will not harm you if you start praying. But the enemy always tries to sidetrack us with this physical and discouragement that comes against our minds. The weapon that we have and the most powerful weapon we got is called prayer. Because prayer can knock everything out of the way. I can remember fighting in my little church when I started a long time ago in the house. I didn't have nobody, but I had prayer, and I kept on fasting, and I kept on praying, and I kept on believing that all the chairs were going to be filled, and I kept on praying, and I kept on believing. I kept on knocking on doors, knocking on doors, praying, and keep on going until I saw all of a sudden one person come in and felt the glory of God and knelt down and gave their lives to Jesus. After a while, I had 50 people in less than six months. Why? Because we were fasting. We were praying. We were not looking at the outskirts of things. We were looking at what God could do, looking at the invisible things that will come and will create something that God wanted to create, and that is people inside of the house of God. But, hey, it takes a person that is stubborn 
Stubborn. Tell your neighbor, you need to be stubborn, neighbor. Stop acting like a little childita and get up and fight. Hallelujah. If you were a fighter out in the world, then get to fighting. If you're hearing me on the TV, hey, get to fighting. If you feel all this craziness going on, get to fighting. Don't faint. Get up and say, you know what? I'm going to pray over my house. I'm going to pray over my children. I'm going to pray over my finances. I will make it through the hardest storm because I'm a man and a woman of prayer. My question to you, are you practicing what I'm saying? Practicing in prayer means that you're doing warfare against things you don't even see. So Paul knew exactly that he was fighting things that he didn't even see, but he could feel them. Sometimes you get impression, that's the devil calling you. Come on now. <laughs> Rebuke it in the name of Jesus. So you got to get up to that place and just fight. Put your gloves on your spiritual gloves. When I hang around with grandmas, grandmas were Holy Ghost grandmas. Holy Ghost grandmas that did not care because they had a discernment already of what they were fighting. Even though they were old, I've got grandmas that were 80, 70, 90, but they would not give up. They would always be praying and they would always look at me and say, Reuben, you're young, but I'm going to give you the secret and the key. The key is that you reach your word. The key is that you learn how to pray and to fast because when you do all three, you become a, a, a full rope a strong rope that nothing can be broken inside of your life. And I think it's time to get back to basics. It's time to get on our knees and pray. Get up and look like a wild man and rebuke every devil there is and say to your body, I'm going to live and I'm not going to die. I'm going to see the blessing of God in my children and in my house. Why? Because you're awake. You're not fainting. You're not saying discouragement things out of your mouth. Now you're fighting. Now you're praying. Now you're attacking the enemy. You're not satisfied with just saying things. You are alert in fire and you know what you're fighting and what you're going against. That men are always to pray and not faint. I've seen a lot of people faint. Listen to me. If you are called of God, you will experience a little fainting once in a while because God is training you. But once you get trained and once your eyes are open, you will not act the way you used to act. But now you will act, act like a man, the Bible says. Act like a woman, the Bible says. And get up and be that person that does battle. And God begins to give us an illustration in this Scripture. Listen to verse 2. Saying there was a in the city a judge. Now listen to what this judge is. Which feared not God, neither regarded men. Wow. Did not fear God and did not care about mankind. Did not care about people nor God. So this man was totally out of control. He was just a judge but didn't care about man and didn't care about God. So he was just self-made. He was just had a job. He was getting paid for something that he was rude in everything that he did. Now listen to, I love verse 3. Because here's the Bible that gives the description. It says, and there was a widow in that city which came unto him saying, avenge me of my adversaries. 
This widow, can you imagine, this lady did not have a family. Verse 4, and he would not for a while, but after a while he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubled me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she will worry me. Oh, my God. Made me weak. Made me weak. But here's a widow. A widow in those days was not respected. She was a poor woman. A widow was a poor woman. No husband. Matter of fact, in the Palestinian laws, the woman did not, could not even go into a courtroom. Now, the courtroom in those days was not like, if I say Norwalk, you say courtroom. But this was a tent where the judge, they would move it from city to city, and they would plant there for a little while, and then the people would come from that area. But this particular area came this widow. This widow came with a need, and she didn't care whether he cared about God or her. All she cared is about getting things done. And here, here's the scripture telling us, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you possess anything, but if you got faith enough to move the heart of the judge and to waste him, to waste him, the scripture says, where she, he wasted that judge. In other words, lo enfado until he was tired. He wore him down. That's what we need in prayer. She's illustrating what we need to do in prayer. Wear down the devil himself. Wear him down even if he's telling you no. You can't get past this thing. You will never go beyond this thing. No, this widow demonstrated, I went to him in the physical thing, but I wore him down. And he said it with his own mouth, this lady wore me down. Let me tell you something. It's time to wear the enemy down. It's time to get sick and tired of what the devil is trying to do to your family. You cannot wear down. You got to wear down the devil. Take away every power that he has because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Get up your dukes of prayer and wear him down and tell him, God, God bless me. God gave me everything and therefore you cannot take nothing away from me. Whatever God bless me with he's gonna avenge me there is no way way <laughs> that you could do things on your own you gotta do them continually coming the bible says continually even when you don't feel like praying you pray even when you're in your bed half dead you pray even when you feel like you cannot conquer or anything, you cannot reach the goal, you pray until you see that the devil's being worn down and you see a little thing coming down from heaven and you feel this faith inside of you that tells you your blessing is right around the corner because you have not given up. Come on, somebody. 
We, we got to be those bold people. We got to be like a lion. You, you need to roar like a lion. You need to sound like you got authority because you do have authority, but you need to use your authority because when you use your authority, you're going to see results. You got to learn to wear him down. Regardless, if he can't put up with people, and if he doesn't regard any law, doesn't care about God, doesn't matter, that sounds like the devil to me. But God is greater than the enemy. Can somebody give me a loud amen? Yeah. So, listen to verse 6. My message is going to be short and sweet and to the point. Verse 6 says, And the Lord said, Here is what the unjust judge said. And shall not God avenge his elect, his chosen ones, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge the, excuse me, speedily. That was the tacos. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. So, in other words, do not care, care about what's going on, but don't give up what you got inside of you. And God says, if you cry, even the very elect that have cried, the chosen ones have cried. He says, I, I hear them, I know what they're saying, and I will avenge them. Why? Because God is the one that called us out of darkness into this marvelous light. Man did not call you. It was God that called you. You are God's elect, God's chosen ones, the ones that he picked up out of the gutter, the ones he picked out of just a simple sin. He got you out of all that stuff. And if you're still crying, God says, I'm going to avenge you. Apparently, I'm going to avenge you, and I'm going to come quickly, and I'm going to do what I need to do. Why? Because you've been faithful in crying out to me. Don't think that your prayers have not been listened to. But sometimes it just takes time. It takes time so that he can build you up and make you into that woman of God and make you to, into that man of God that he wants you to be. Otherwise, if you get everything so sweetly, quickly, you will not produce that giant inside of you. When that, when that persistence falls on you, it falls on you heavily because you know that you got a real God, but now you're in training. Now you're going through all these changes in your life and you're wondering if it's going to happen or not, but you keep on persisting. You keep on going and it doesn't matter what the enemy tells you. You keep on going. Soldier up and get going and keep on going because you're in the army of the Lord and if you're in the army of the Lord, you can do greater things because you're on fire for God. You're not a dead individual. You're a powerful individual. You're a chosen individual. You've been called into royalty. Use your authority. Keep on going because God is training you to be who he wants you to be. Tell your neighbor, hey, he's training you right now, neighbor. He's making you into a hot warrior. Hallelujah. You are a parable. Come on, tell your neighbor, you're a parable man. You're a parable woman. You are awesome. You are awesome. The enemy doesn't want to tell you that because he knows what you are. 
He knows exactly what you are. We remember preaching out in the streets and me and Larry, we were out there in the streets preaching and preaching and preaching. And all of a sudden, we see out of a bar, we see this guy with an afro and he's got a knife and everything. And he's coming after us. And, and, and he's cursing and he's got this bozo thing, different colors. I told Larry, what, what does that look like to you? He says, well, I don't know. We'll find out right now. And as he's coming closer, here, here's a, a Larry Reed. He says, in the name of Jesus, I command you, devil, come out of him. All of a sudden, he fell on the floor, acting like a snake. And we jumped on him and got those devil out of him. And pretty soon, when the devil came out of him, he stood up with us. He was out of the enemy's camp into God's camp. Out of the bar into God's camp. God can reach anybody because we got the goods inside of us. But we need to learn that the supernatural is stronger than the natural. Stronger than natural, but sometimes you just need to develop it. Develop it. Sometimes there won't be no food in your cupboards. Even the cucarachas are saying, hey, watch it, I'm gone. <laughs> but when the man of God stands up and begins to pray and believe for his family that God will provide, pretty soon you'll hear a knock on your door, boom, boom, boom. And he says, who, who is this? It's, it's Sister Concha. I said, what are you doing here, Sister Concha? I got some food for you. Why? Because somebody got touched through your prayers and was impressed to take you something right to your door. That's the way God works. He works through people that are obedient, that are the elect of God. They hear the voice of God because they've been trained. They've already been through the army. They've already been through that training. They've already been through that war. But they can discern the, words, the voice of God when God speaks to them to go meet a need that they have. And they will hear Sister Concha. Now, it might not be Sister Concha, it might be Sister Smith. Or it might be, you know, Shanani. <laughs> you, you, you never know who it might be providing what you need because they've been through the war. How many have been through the war here? How many have seen God move on your behalf? How many have seen God provide for you? How many have seen that you made it through the worst? Come on, God's training his army. God's moving upon his army. God is anointing his army. And God's fulfilling his promises because we are God's elect. Chosen ones. So don't ever tell me that God can't. When you say God can't, God's about to show you that he can because he's training you. He's training you. Hmm. It got quiet in this holy place. <laughs> Verse 8, it says, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man, here it is, shall he find faith on the earth. See, faith is being developed. And God's not looking for an individual. He will spot the faith in the person. The faith in the person. You can smell the faith. You can smell that that person has been struggling, but that person kept on going. God said, that's what we need. Will I find faith in the middle of all the chaos that's going on? And we got a lot of chaos going on right now. 
We got more to to service, uh, and we got some. Uh, you know what I mean? We got all kinds of stuff trying to hit the church, but the church will always stand. You cannot mess with the church. You can do whatever you want to do, but the church will keep on growing. When they got rid of the Israelites, they thought they, had a, they got rid of them, and they grew, and they had more babies, and they were multiplying all the time. Let me tell you something. We will continue multiplying. We will continue seeing the hand of God because God selects, knows who God is. And they will stand in faith. I don't care what the news say. I don't care anything. God is about to come back for a church without a spot and without a wrinkle. He's coming back for his people. And he says, will I find faith? That's all he's going to look for. For people that are standing in faith and believing God and believing his promises and have not fainted. Too many Christians faint. They start off right, but they faint. They, have not, they don't have that gusto inside of them to keep on going. God said, I want to see if I find faith. Come on. I think we could, we could lift up our hands. Come on. Lift them up a little bit. Both of them say, in the name of Jesus, we are God's elect. And in the name of Jesus, we are going forward. There is nothing that will stop us. Nothing that will come against us will stop us. In the name of Jesus, I will arise, I will arise, I will arise, and I will be who God wants me to be. Now give the Lord a clap offering. Hallelujah. Yeah. Paul was a powerful man. He was a man of faith, a man that could live and move accordingly to the will of God. He wasn't an, an individual that would give up too fast. He was an individual that was constantly moving with God. And we need to move with God because God wants us to move with him and pay attention to him. I don't know about you. I, my ears, my heart is always open to what God wants me to do. Never do I step ahead of God because I've done that before, but I don't want to do it anymore. I already learned my lesson that I I will not get anything if I move ahead of him, but I know that I will get everything when I just take baby steps and just wait on him. Come on, somebody. I'm looking for a scripture here, so I'm talking as I'm going. Hallelujah. Yeah. Here's what the scripture says in Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. Being confident in this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. God is working in me. Say it with me. God is working in me. It is good for you to suffer persecution. It is good for you to suffer all these things. Why? Because you're becoming a soldier. You're becoming what God wants you to be. And you are being transformed slowly but surely. You're not the same. I've seen some of you that I knew you weren't like that six months ago. Now you're an angel. Hallelujah. Now you're a supernatural person. Why? Because God has transformed your life. Because he did not let you go. And you did not let him him go. Hallelujah. I'm coming. Hallelujah. Listen to verse uh, chapter 4 of the uh, Philippians. Philippians, yeah, not Philippi. Philippians. Verse 19. But my God shall supply all your needs accordingly to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. 
Let me say it again. But my God shall supply all of your needs accordingly to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Come on. God will supply us. Come on, say it with me. God will supply my needs. Say it louder. God will supply my needs. A little bit louder. God will supply my needs. But sometimes we get a little nervous when we are in the middle of that test. In the middle of that training. So we have to train ourselves to just wait. Sometimes you got to talk to yourself, fool, stop it. You got to say that to yourself sometimes. Or say your name, Ruben, stop it. Just stop acting like a baby. Stop acting like a fool. You don't need anything. You just need to know that God will supply all your needs accordingly to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. He's rich. Say with me. Say, God is rich. God is rich. Then so why are we acting like poor people? We serve the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And there ain't nothing for his blessings to stop us. His blessings will chase us. Chase us. Can you imagine how many here have been chased? Come, come here, Ruben. I'm going to run, brother. I want you to chase me, but don't catch me. Okay. Ruben, the New Testament, I'm the Old Testament. But right now, the richness of God is going to chase me. Right? Okay. So this is the way you've got to visualize it. I'm being chased by the blessing of God. I'm being chased by the blessing of God. I'm being chased by the blessing of God. Oh, yeah. I'm running, baby. See the blessings of God still here? What? Give me a hug, blessing. All right. All right. All right. According to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So when you go home today, Pretend that, hey, God gave me everything. I'm going to glorify God because he's my king. And he's loving me in the middle, in the middle of all these things that are taking place on me. So I am going to glorify him. So let me read one more scripture out of the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse... Two, that ye be not soon shaken in mind or troubled neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, and that the man of sin be revealed and the son of perdition. Come on. Who opposes and exalts himself above all that he is called God. He tries to be him. The devil tries to be God. Or that worship so that he, as God sits in the temple of God, showing himself he is God. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. Now and now ye know what withholdeth 
that he might be revealed in his last days. For the, hear this, for the mysteries of iniquity does already work. Only he, say it with me, he, who now leads will lead until he be taken out of the way. Who is leading? God. He is the Holy Spirit. Maybe I read it a little bad here, but he is the Holy Spirit. He, the Holy Spirit, is leading his church. Nothing, what we see happening right now, hey, it's a little bit, but God's still restraining. He is restraining the bad stuff, and we are moving. Picture it this way. We are moving through the Red Sea, and it is open. And he is restraining all those ways, but we are moving. And there ain't nothing that can touch us because he is leading us. But the day that he leaves is the day that we disappear out of this place. It's called the rapture. Because the rapture of the church will take us up, but God is restraining everything. No matter how much we see with our physical eye, he is restraining every single Thing. Tell your neighbor, keep marching, neighbor. Say it again, keep marching. Come on, everybody, say it, keep marching. There's an old song, I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord, and that's all I remember. Hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> All right, I better stop while I'm doing good. <laughs> I'll read one more. First Timothy chapter 1, verse 18, and this is the charge. This I charge and commit unto thee, son Timothy, accordingly to the prophecy which was before on thee, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare. Holding faith and a good conscience, which some having put away concerning faith, have made shipwreck. Keep your faith. Remember what God said to you. Remember what words were given to you. Remember the words that you've heard. He says, stay on the road. Just stay there. Keep going. And don't be a person that does the, that you won't shipwreck yourself. Like those big old boats, when they hit those rocks, they shipwreck. We don't want to shipwreck. We got a navigator. His name is Jesus. He will navigate the waters, navigate the ship. He will navigate every single day. Why? Because he loves you. Listen, maybe you came today and you said, man, I need a word from God. And God's just speaking to you. Maybe you came in kind of beat up. It's okay. Thank God you made it to the house of God. Because this is the hospital where God can build you up. And just heal you up and put you out there again so that you can come back again rejoicing into the house of God. Many times I've come beat up. Many times I've come tormented. Many times I've got a lot of battles. It doesn't matter. As long as I make it to the house of God, I know that God's going to speak to my heart. I know that I'm going to get my energy. I know that I'm going to get a sound mind. I know that I'm going to be brand new by the time I get up. I feel like somebody just washed my clothes and they're lighter. They smell better and I feel cleaner because the Holy Spirit has a way of doing that to us. Come on, stand to your feet real quickly. Let's not faint. Let's live for God. Lift up your hands. Come on. Say it with me in the name of Jesus. I came to your house, Lord. 
to hear your word. And in the name of Jesus, I've heard your word. It stirred me. It shook me. It changed the way I thought. In the name of Jesus now, wash me by the blood. Set me free in the name of Jesus. Cause your glory to come upon me and destroy the works of the enemy. Today, I give you praise. Can we give them a praise? Come on, just speak in tongues. Oh, give them that praise. Give them that glory. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, keep on going. Thank you, Jesus. Fill this house with his glory. Hallelujah. 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 Stir us, oh God. Stir us, oh God. Stir us, oh God. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Keep on going. Oh, but you're shouting for those Dodgers. It's time to shout for Jesus. It's time to give them the glory. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, yes, Lord. Maybe you're here and you say, Pastor Reuben, I don't know Jesus. But something happened to me today. Something, something supernatural.